You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The biggest questions for week five of the NFL season, next on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Welcome to FFT and 5. I'm Chris Towers here with Dave Richard, and we're going to talk about some buy low and sell high candidates. This is a good time to start making some trades. We're like right at the quarter way point. I think it's the unofficial quarter way point of the season at this point. Look, it's, it's a good time to take stock of where your team is and make some trades. Dave's got the trade values chart on cbsports.com slash fantasy slash football for those of you who are looking to make some trades. And we'll get to that in short order. But first, two big questions for week five. And I think the biggest one is, uh, what do you expect this Broncos backfield to look like with Javante Williams out for the season, both in week five and then, you know, obviously beyond? I expect a mess. Uh, What they did in the second half, Javante got hurt on the very first play of the second half. And after Mm -hmm. that, they basically rotated by series between Mike Boone and Melvin Gordon. Boone was the first guy up. There wasn't really a specific third down guy. There wasn't a specific goal line guy. Um, but when they were in their hurry-up offense at the end of their game, it was Boone at that point. Who had I'm not saying, two I, drops in that final did. drive. Yeah, yeah well, one was a one was a bit a tough. Throw. One was just a one, drop. The other one was actually yeah. a great throw, and he was a little turned around. But it's neither here nor there. I'm not feeling great about any Broncos running back. Mm-hmm. The one I've ranked the highest is Melvin Gordon, and he's in the flex range. But I wouldn't expect him to find his old form and start scoring, you know, a touchdown every other game or anything like that. I, I think I'd probably advise you to stay away, especially if it's a fab league, I wouldn't burn a number one waiver claim. I might go ahead. If your waivers reset each week, it's a different story in that situation. I might say, okay, go get Mike Boone, see what happens. Go get Latavius Murray, see what happens. I I even hesitated a little bit on the show today to say, get Latavius Murray first because Murray looked great last week, mm-hmm. but he's 32, and those legs are going to get old real fast. Yeah, Not the, that Boone the, has been anything great. So I'm just I'm kind of in a standoffish mode when it comes to the Broncos' run game. Yeah, I think the worst-case scenario is a, is a timeshare. You know, like hopefully Melvin Gordon just hangs on to the ball, and he, he can be a top 20, top 15 running back in this offense if they give him 60% of the snaps. I'm just not sure they trust mm-hmm. him for that now. I think so. he's going to need more than that, Chris. Yeah. He's going to need more than that. That offensive line isn't quite good enough. Uh, this this is a team that's going to end up falling on Russ's shoulders. He's he's going to end up having to do a lot of the work again. I think I think this injury. That's what he wanted. Russ. Yeah, it is, and it's what fantasy managers wanted too. Yeah. All right. What do you expect from Miami's offense with Teddy Bridgewater in at QB? Where we found out on Tuesday, not unexpectedly, that Tua Tagovailoa is not going to play in Week Five. Chris, I I would expect the play calling to be no different. Mm-hmm. With Teddy Bridgewater under center, here's the here are the differences between Bridgewater and Tungavailoa. I I actually think Bridgewater has a stronger arm. I think he can push the ball further downfield. There's that big throw that Tyreek Hill had mm-hmm. last week at the big catch. Tyreek Hill didn't throw the ball; he caught it, but it was over 60 yards. It was the longest pass at that time in the NFL uh, as far as air yards goes. And it wasn't from Tua; it was from Teddy. And I think where Tua wins is on velocity and accuracy 
inside of maybe 20 yards, 30 yards, mm-hmm. somewhere in that range. Those intermediate throws, let's call it 20 yards. I think Tua wins there compared to Teddy. Bridgewater might make some mistakes, and he might struggle to see open receivers a little bit later than Tua, but I don't think the drop-off is that bad. We talked about Jalen Waddell as a buy-low candidate, as a matter of fact, because I think some people are a little nervous about him because he didn't get all those targets last Thursday against Cincinnati, but I'm telling you, he's going to end up being just as big a part of this offense, no matter who the quarterback is. They love him uh, in Miami, and I think he's going to be I think the time is right to go and try and trade for him. Probably don't have to give up anything close to what you had to uh, when you drafted him as a round three or round four pick a month and a half ago. All right, that kind of answers my next question, but we'll move on to the trade talk. And give me another buy low candidate besides Jalen Waddle. And I'll throw Kyle Pitts out there. I don't know if that's who you wanted to go with, but no, definitely not. Be better than he has Uh, been. So I'll buy. He's got. He's he's got to be better, but. This is a team that we saw last week. Let's just talk about Pitts. I was going to say Aaron Rodgers, but that's not exciting. So let's just focus on Pitts. You saw it last week. Not only did uh, did Arthur Smith decide let's just run the ball. Yeah. Literally said he literally said let's run the piss out of the ball. Can I say that on FFT and Five? Is this a family Probably. show? But listen, he said it and it went through on Twitter, so it must be fine. They did a great job with it. They've got yeah. some pretty decent runners, and that offensive line, when it comes to run blocking. Maybe not as bad, so they might go ahead and stick with that, and a lot more running moving forward. And 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 it's been that way pretty much since Mariota's taken over. The targets haven't really been there. He's had one good half of football Man. through eight halves of games this year. So I'm I'm not seeing huge upside for Kyle Pitts. I'm starting to think that he was a bust. But if there's somebody in your league that's going to give him away, you can just get a give up one of your bench players for him then maybe you go ahead and do it and hopefully score some touchdowns along the way. All right, give me a sell-high candidate then. Well, I've got two from the same game. And when the Seahawks and the Lions got together, they scored 93 total points. Obviously, some season-high fantasy point games for Rashad Penny and TJ Hawkinson. Absolutely would love to sell high on them. Somebody's going to be desperate for a running back. We talked about Javante Williams and him being gone. The Broncos would love to have him. But I think fantasy managers that lost Javante Williams, they would love to have Rashad Penny. You should trade him to them, assuming that he's depth for your team, and he should be. No one drafted him as a top 70 pick as a starter. So I think there's a real great opportunity to sell on him. You know what his injury history is. And Hawkinson just exploded just exploded rather, versus one of the worst pass defenses in the league with the Lions' number one and number three receiver not playing and without DeAndre Swift. When is he ever going to get an opportunity to do what he just did again? It's not going to happen. You you have to commit to streaming tight ends if you trade Hawkinson. That's the downside. But the upside is you should get a receiver like uh, Deontay Johnson, Gabe Davis, Amari Cooper, someone like that, someone that was definitely drafted ahead of TJ Hawkinson. I would definitely do that trade. Yeah, all those trades. All right, well, I've got one league where I've got TJ Hawkinson and Kyle Pitts, so wish me luck. I'm going to make a trade this week. Go. I'd love to hear what it is. I want to know what it is. You better tweet me when it happens. I'll let you know. All right, that's going to do it for FFT and 5. We'll be back on uh, Thursday's episode with some Week 5 start sick calls. We'll see you then. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. 
Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.